The anonymous landlord is more than just making profit from property. It's a system of automation and a strategy which will shape the way you invest in property forever. It's a quality of life, it's a way of life. It's a business mindset. The anonymous landlord will make loads of money from property and continue to grow wealth and assets without giving up time or energy or life. Because what's the point in making a load of money from property if you've got no time or energy to enjoy it? My name's Tom Sone, and this is The Anonymous Landlord. Good morning, everybody. It's Tom Sone here, and uh, welcome to another episode of The Anonymous Landlord. And today, the question is, how much of my cash should I invest in property? And how do I get started with investing in property with the cash that I've got, but also how to overcome and avoid the stress of property investing? And there's a very definite way to do that, a very set calculation of how you can reduce the amount of stress that you go through uh, while still making profit, because that's the goal. So look, this is this is all coming about because it's a very common question in all of my discovery calls. How much of my cash should I invest, Tom? That's why I'm asked all the time. Um, so look, the obvious answer or the generic answer is that how much of your cash should you invest? That's directly relative to the risk appetite that you have. But there's so much more to it than that. And there are definite calculations that you can make that will show you directly how much of your cash to invest and how much to keep hold of. Because there's that old saying, isn't there? Do you remember the old saying, you should only gamble what you're prepared to lose? Well, that's absolute rubbish in property investing. So ignore that because you're not going to lose all your money. You can only really lose 25% of the cash that you invest. And I'll explain that a bit more in a second. But The first thing that we have to do to get started in property investment or to invest your cash pot is to work out or to separate your cash pot into two areas. Number one is your investment pot and number two is your safety pot. Now that sounds really obvious, I know, but you need to work out what your safety pot needs to be. Is it two years worth of income? Is it one year worth of income? Is it more? something like that. But you work out what your number is. So for an example, if your number is 25 grand that you need to have as a safety pot, just in case you can't work or earn for a whole year. For an example, there it is. There's your safety pot. Let's put that into a a safe place. And I'll come back to that in a second. But put that in a safe place. Can't be touched. And that's there in case you need it. And that's really important, that safety pot, because there is no point investing or getting into property investment if it's just going to cause you a load of stress. That's not really what we're trying to achieve. Actually, if anything, we're doing this so that we can live a non-stressful life, right? So we've got good finances coming in. We're making good profit with minimal effort. And that's the whole point of it. So start off with your safety pot number. And if that's 25 grand, great. If it's 50 grand, great. Doesn't matter. Whatever that number is that makes you feel safe, that you've got some money saved away, stashed away, that you don't touch, 
that can cover you if anything goes wrong. Now, try to remember that you don't need to invest all of your money at once. You've kept your safety pot safe. That's job number one. And if you don't, by the way, if you don't have uh, a safety pot or you don't have enough cash right now that you feel like you could do a safety thing and an investment thing, then don't worry. We'll work on that another time. But I've got absolutely tons of ideas of how you can grow a small amount of cash or how you can generate cash. Uh, but we'll do that another time. For now, we're talking about investing, right? So I'm assuming that you have got a bit of an investment pot. So you've separated your safety pot and now you have an investment pot. And we can grow that investment pot. Obviously, the larger the pot, the faster it grows. So, oh, by the way, you can actually grow your safety pot as well if you want to. Um, look, all investment has risks. So obviously, you need to be able to um, have access to your safety pot if you need it on a rainy day, so they say. Um, but you can actually grow that safety pot too. And I'll tell you a few ways that you can do that later. Uh, but certainly, let's grow your investment pot. Now, we're going to start off by setting a target for the year. And, and your number is going to be different to mine. My number is going to be different to theirs. Their number is going to be different to everybody's. So I'll show you how to reach that target with actual numbers in a second. But first, we've got to get you into the right habits first. So we'll set that target. Whatever your goal is for this year for property investing, that's the number. And try and get into the habit of picking up lots of little wins. You've heard me say that before. Don't chase those big wins. I call them unicorns. Don't, don't chase the unicorn. Buy lots of workhorses because there's tons of them around and they work their asses off for you. Just get into that habit of winning. Don't worry about that phrase about gambling what you're prepared to lose. That's a load of rubbish. Because um, I'll, I'll explain that actually because Really, if you buy a property, you can always refinance that property to withdraw as much cash out as you can. So really, you can with, you can refinance up to 75% of the value. In some cases, you can refinance more. So technically, that's what you can withdraw as cash if you need to, or you can just sell the property. So you're not going to lose all your money. Remember that. It's, it's just a silly fear. Well, I say silly fear. It is a fear, isn't it? But don't worry about that. You're not going to lose all of your money if you invest in property. But you also have to remember that you can't win them all. So for an example, if you have, let's try and think of this now. So if you invest, say, I don't know, 25 grand, right? If you've got 25 grand and you invest that four times, and on each time you make 10 grand profit per time, but you only win three out of four times, then you win overall. And that's the point, is that you might not win them all, but as long as you make sure you win enough to stay in profit, then that's the win. Anyway, I veered off on a different topic there. The point I'm trying to get you to is that we'll get you into that habit of winning, and then you will know what to do with your investment pot. So back to what I was trying to say earlier, you've now separated your investment pot. Let's just put a number on it. Let's say uh, your investment pot is 25 grand and your safety pot is 25 grand, right? And let's say this year you want to make 25 grand as uh, profit. That's your target for this year. Well, that could be two flips. It could be 
uh, one flip and two buy to let. It could be a good serviced accommodation property. It could be, I don't know, five to seven uh, two buy to let properties that generate two grand a month or sorry, two grand a month in rent profit. Either way, you set that end target that you want to achieve for the year and then you work backwards from there. So how much do you need to start? That's the question, isn't it? If it's a 10 grand target, how much do you need to get there? If it's a 50 grand target, how much do you need to get there? You take the win of the flip or the buy to let or the service accommodation or the whatever it is, and you move on to the next one. So if that question is, how much money do I, how much of my cash should I invest? Then I'll put that back to you and I'll say, how much do you need in your safety pot? And what have you got left? Invest that. Now, I promised you that I would tell you how you could also grow your safety pot. Um, now, look, with any investing, any investing, there is a risk. So remember that. But you can invest in safer things that have a lower return on investment. And if you want to just grow your safety pot, for example, you can invest in bonds. You can invest in shares. You can go for cars, assets. You can invest in business. You can do whatever you want. But the point is, if you're going to have a safety pot, which is separate, then it is a safety pot. It is safe. Now, really, you'd want to have access to that safety pot quickly if you need it. Now, technically, you might not need it in a day. Because if you're going to be made redundant, then you'll probably know about it. If you're going to lose your job, you'll probably know about it. And you'll probably have a bit of time to get access to that safety pot and then use it to, to survive. But back to that original point, how much of your cash do you need to invest in property? Well, the answer is once you've separated your safety pot, the rest is what you need. Um, and remember, and I do mean this, remember, you can't really lose all of your money because you will always own that asset. You will always own the property. Now, yes, there are some examples where you might lose money if you, for an example, you put down a 25% deposit and the value of that property goes down by 35%. Yes, you're going to lose your 25%, but you're not going to lose the whole purchase price. That's important to remember because if you funded it with a mortgage, then the mortgage lender is going to lose that much and you're going to lose that much. You can't win them all. But like I said earlier on, if you make sure that you mitigate against the ones that you do lose by winning more than you lose, then you end up in profit. And that's the property world. So I hope that helps. And let me know if you've got any questions and I'll speak to you all later. Thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. But before you go to the next episode, I really want to hear from you. Just search Tom Sone on any social media or just email me tom at pinkstreet.co.uk. I'd love to know your thoughts on this episode. And if you need any help with your own situation, just get in touch. I'll answer every email and every message I promise. Anyway, see you in the next podcast. And remember, being a landlord is hard. Being an anonymous landlord is easy. Invest, enjoy, repeat and grow.